Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you to download my free guide to Facebook targeting audiences. It has been created specifically for teacher business owners, and I go through the warm, lookalike, and cold interest-based audiences that you need to have set up to be running Facebook and Instagram ads. There are checklists and brainstorming pages so that you know it. you have everything. But as an exciting special, I'm opening up some audience audit calls where you can hop onto a 15-minute Zoom call with me and you'll get my eyes on your audiences so that you can make sure not only you have all of the audiences, but they truly are perfect for your business. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audience audit to book your free audience audit call today. Okay, now into the episode. Let's dive in to dream leads on autopilot. So this is a training for teacher business owners who have a proven lead magnet that's getting them results and they just want to make sure that that lead magnet is ready for Facebook ads. So we're going to go through the three steps. There are some activities that you can do with me and by the end of the training you will feel confident that your lead magnet is ready for ads and if not you'll have an action plan of how to get it ready for ads. So let's jump in. You are in the right place. If you've been working like crazy to grow your business your email list, your sales, and you've created at least one lead magnet, possibly multiple, and you've done the work to like make sure people love it. And now you can put it out there and you know that it converts reliably. You know that when you promote this lead magnet, you're going to get new people on your list. And so because you know that it works, you're ready to finally like kick it into high gear to start driving consistent traffic every single day to the lead magnet so that your email list is just growing on autopilot. So if that is you, then hey friend, I am of course Jen I'm a Facebook ad strategist and I'm super, super excited to again, finally be doing this training. So a little bit about me, when I had my math teacher business before this one, I had a math course and I was working really, really hard to grow my email list. I had a lead magnet that people seemed to love and I just was frustrated and overwhelmed fighting the algorithm. So I joined a program to learn about Facebook ads and how I could use them to help grow my own email list. And this course really, really focused on the idea of boosting posts and growing my podcast over list building and how there was a huge focus on how I could spend just $5 a day boosting posts and that would help me grow my email list. And so I did it. And according to the data, it was working. 
everything when I was looking at my ads manager, it was all coming back like, yes, you're doing exactly the right thing. Like this is working. Um, my podcast was getting more listeners. The date, like the numbers were saying that it was working, but there weren't any like tangible results. I mean, I guess I was getting more listeners, but it really just didn't feel like it was working, even though they technically were. And so because emotionally, I didn't feel like I was getting any sort of return on my ad spend. I felt like I was just throwing money down the drain that I was boosting posts for nothing. I was getting vanity metrics, like more likes and more followers, but it wasn't translating to anything. My email list wasn't growing. My business wasn't growing. I wasn't making more sales. I was still really frustrated and discouraged. But the one like silver lining is that I fell in love with Facebook ads. I love the sales psychology, the marketing. Um, I love the numbers and the data. And so I knew that there had to be a better way that it, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeling frustrated and discouraged and like it isn't working when the numbers are saying it's working. But the more I've worked with people and clients and students, the more I've realized that that's a very common feeling that the numbers say it's working but it just doesn't translate into this feeling that is working. And so that leads to feeling overwhelmed and stressed and discouraged in Facebook ads and saying things like they just don't work for me. And that's, that took a lot of mindset shifting for me to get around. But I, like I said, I knew there had to be a better way. And so this is the better way. It's a stress-free lead stream. No more wasting time and money. Part of the test, the stress-free lead stream is a testing protocol that gets your ads in front of the right people with the right messaging, the right images really quickly without a lot of money being spent on that phase so that you know that every penny that you're spending is going in the right spot. You also don't have to keep Googling all of the things to understand the ever-changing tech and the algorithm and all of that. I do all of that hard work for you, and I have helped create this method, this roadmap that you can follow. So it's not a cookie cutter like your business has to do it this way. Absolutely not. But it is all of the tried, tested, and true methods pulled together in an order that makes the most sense. And then no more feeling overwhelmed by the data and feeling like it's not working. We start with an ad campaign that will make you feel like you're getting results if it's working. And if it's not working, well, we have the procedures in place to get it working. So how would your business change if you had these new leads coming in to your email list every single day? Some of the answers I normally get when I ask this question are less stress, this feeling of empowerment and success, like your business is actually growing and it's it's doing what it's supposed to, if you will. Without further ado, let's step in to figuring out if your lead magnet is ready for Facebook ads. And again, if it's not, then the action steps that you need to take to get it there. So the very first thing we're gonna do is map out customer journeys so you can identify the action steps that customers are taking along the way. There's four parts to a lead magnet funnel. The lead magnet itself, the tech stack, the traffic and the follow-up. And we're gonna talk more about each one of these. And as we're going, I want you grab a piece of paper and a pen and draw out your lead magnet funnel as we're going. So the first step of course is the lead magnet. This is your freebie 
whatever it might be, a video training, a free PDF, a checklist, um, whatever, whatever your freebie is, that's your lead magnet. And so for me, I have this checklist, the Facebook ad targeting for teachers. It's like a 10 page PDF, I believe, that I've used again and again. People seem to love it. I love it. It's easy and it works really well. So what is your lead magnet? That's the very first step. And of course, this is the foundation of a lead magnet funnel. If you don't have a lead magnet, well, you also don't have a funnel, right? Now, you're here because you have a proven lead magnet, which tells me you probably have this next step as well, and that's the tech stack. This is how people actually give you their email address. So this is how people actually give you their email address and how you deliver it. So you have your landing page that someone enters in their email address and their name. You have your thank you page that says, thanks for coming, thank you so much. And then you have this dotted line, which is the email that delivers your lead magnet. And again, since this is a proven lead magnet already, I would imagine that you have all of these things and that they are working automatically. You don't have to do anything after someone enters their email list or their email address, it automatically sends them the lead magnet. This is one of the landing pages that I use and I like to keep it super simple. So I just have a picture of the lead magnet here. I have something that pulls in the attention and then exactly what it is, spot for first name, email address, and send me the freebie. You, oh, you can scroll on it, but there's nothing to scroll to and people don't have to hunt for this that is one of the biggest problems that I see with landing pages that aren't converting well is that people can't find where to put in their information and that the, the button for the call to action just doesn't actually call their action, call them. So if people are scrolling or this part doesn't stick out and they're like, hey, right here, enter your information here, um, then that's one of the first updates that I usually have people. But we'll talk about that in a minute. And then the other page I want to show you is my thank you page. So it just says, thanks so much. Check your email. And then there's this quick little video that is explaining my free audience audit calls. They're 15 minute calls where I chat with people about their audiences and help them actually put to practice what we have in this freebie. And here's the book, your free audience audit call right there. And so I have a call to action and that's super important is that you need to have a call to action of some sort on your thank you page. Once somebody opts in to your freebie, they're in momentum, they're moving forward, they're saying yes to you. You wanna get them saying yes again, because the more times that they say yes, the better people like that habit and will continue doing things. And so if the thing that you're trying to get them to continue doing is saying yes, that you offer them something to buy, then they might say yes then too, right? So have some sort of call to action on your thank you page, whether it's a free call for something, to apply, join Facebook, even go check out Instagram, like any of those call to actions are great. Just again, a little step to keep them moving forward. We have our lead magnet, we have the landing page that people have opted into, and the thank you page at the end, and it's being delivered. So the next step is traffic source. And this is where people are coming from, how they find your landing page. So for me, this is a list of like the primary traffic sources that I have in my business. So there's the Market Scale Grow podcast, collaborations with other people. So whether I'm on a podcast as someone's guest, or if I'm in a conference or a summit, anything like that, then I am directing traffic to my landing page. 
Um, I have a Facebook group that directs people there and Instagram. I will sometimes post about it and I will run Facebook ads, of course. So all of those different traffic sources will push people to the landing page. So on your map that you're drawing out right now, try to brainstorm as many different sources of traffic. You might have Pinterest, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, a podcast, a blog, collaborations. You may already be running ads of some sort. So all of those would count as your sources of traffic. Next is your follow-up. So this is what happens after they're delivered their lead magnet. And again, with the dotted lines, because it's emails that you're sending out. So usually it'll be three to five, maybe even seven additional emails that introduce you to their, to the person, their brand. And quite frequently you will see that there's some sort of upsell or sale of some sort that's involved in that. And so that is the final piece of your lead magnet funnel. Now your funnel may be more or less it probably won't be less complex than this, but it may be more complex if you have something like a tripwire or um, something bigger on this thank you page that you're trying to sell after people have opted in. You may also want to, like for me, I could do thank you page and then I could do another arrow to the audience audit call and like completely build out the funnel. But these are the main points of interest that you need to do. So step number two is to identify a metric for each step of the customer journey. So everywhere that somebody is taking an action, there should be a metric tied to it so that you can see if people are doing what you want them to or not. And so we're just going to talk about uh, for each of those different pieces of the funnel, what different metrics you could choose and then which ones I do track. So for traffic, you can track the number of views. And for this, I would say this would be the page views of the landing page. You can track the link clicks. So how many people have clicked your Instagram link or the link in your Facebook ad or whatever. Um, and then you can track click through rates. And that is the percentage of people who are actually clicking on like your ad to go to the landing page. For me, for traffic, I look at the number of page views that the landing page has got. So that's a collective view of all of the traffic sources that I'm, I'm getting. And we'll talk about that more in a second. Next is the landing page itself. Again, you can track the page views. You can track the percentage of signups. You can track the conversion rate of the landing page. And remember, we're only, there's even more like so many different metrics that you can pick for each of these different phases. You just want to pick one that you think is the most important one. Next is the lead magnet. And because this is, um, because it's being sent by uh, email, it's being delivered by email. Um, you can look at the open rate of that email, the click rate of the email or the number of people who actually download it. So, oh, the other thing that's important about these metrics is a lot of this depends on the software you're using. Like your software may not even be able to track these things. And so you'll need to do it manually. You want something that your software like automatically tracks. That's the best. Okay, then we have the thank you page. Again, we can track page views or you can track the percentage of people who actually do that call to action. Like I said, on uh, when we're looking at my landing page, there should be a call to action of some sort. So whether it's joining your Facebook group or applying or something else in between, 
you can track the percentage of people who are actually doing that thing. And then the final piece of this is the welcome sequence or the follow-up sequence. And again, because these are emails, you can track the open rates, the click rates. You can even track sales if that is part of your welcome sequence. If you're selling your course at the end of the welcome sequence, that could be the metric that you're tracking. Again, just one metric. And so here's the five metrics that I track. So for traffic, I'm tracking page views, the number of people who view the landing page. And I picked that one because, um, first of all, I don't want to spend all of the time tracking all of the different metrics for all of the different places that I'm at. I just want one thing that shows me, am I do I have enough traffic or not? For the landing page, I've picked conversion rate because I wanna know what percentage of people who land on the page are actually giving me my, their information. This is a fairly standard metric to track on landing pages, and it's a really important one. For the lead magnet, I like to look at the click rate of that email to see how many people are actually clicking to open the lead magnet. For the thank you page, I track the percentage of people who are actually doing the action. And then for the follow-up sequence, I look at the open rates, like how many people are actually opening the emails. And here are the metrics that I'm looking for to know if I'm successful or not. So for traffic, I don't wanna be looking or making any decisions about a landing page until it's had at least 250 views. Before that, I just wanna keep pushing traffic there. I wanna see before I start running Facebook ads, I want the landing page to be converting at at least 30%. This is a non-negotiable. This is something I talk to my clients about. This is something that is super, super important. At least 30% of people who are landing on your landing page should be opting in before you start running Facebook ads because that's warm traffic. You wanna see how it's converting with people who already know you, already like you, already trust you before you start pushing a ton of cool traffic there. Usually that will lower the conversion rate. So, and the higher it is, the better. I've seen landing pages that convert at like 80, 85%, which is obviously amazing. Typically, I would say closer to like the 40 to 50% range is normal. So if it's converting at 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, you can continue to try and tweak it, improve the messaging, improve the layout, improve anything about it to get it to at least that 30% and then higher if you want. For the lead magnet, the email that delivers the lead magnet, I want at least 50% of people to be clicking on it and opening that lead magnet because if they're not even looking at that free thing that I'm giving them, then they're probably not gonna continue to open emails and stay on my email list. So I wanna make sure that people are actually clicking on that, that lead magnet. Now for the thank you page, this really depends on what action you're getting them to do. The lower commitment type of actions the higher the percentage will be versus a high commitment action is gonna result in a lower percentage. And now what do I mean by that? So something like go look at my Instagram or go join the Facebook group is a low commitment ask. You're not really asking people to take that much time out of their lives or to do that much, right? They just have to join a Facebook group. And so for something like that, I'd like to see like 25 to 30%. Now, my landing page has the book a call button. And because that's a much higher ask, that requires people to find time in their schedule, to get on a call with me, to spend 15 minutes talking to me. So that's a much higher ask. And so I only expect like one to 2% of people to book those calls. 
So again, the lower the commitment, the lower the ask, the more people who will actually do it. And so you do need to think about that and consider it. Something like an application is another high commitment ask. And so you're going to have a lower percentage there as well. Okay, the final metric is for the follow-up sequences, and this is the open rate, the percentage of people who are opening it. I like to see that at least 25%. Now, my sequence, I think, has six emails, and it goes from, like, the first email, which is the one that delivers the lead magnet, has, like, a 90% open rate all the way to the end, and the last one has, like, a 40% open rate, right? So slowly, it's lowering there's no point where it's like a super drop off. I did have one email that had like a 10% open rate for a while. Um, so I changed the subject line to make it more desirable. And then that pulled up to in line with the rest of them in the, the 40 to 50% range. Um, but that's important is that you want to make sure that people are continuing to open your welcome sequence, continuing to open emails with you, because then once they're done the welcome sequence, they will be put on your weekly emails and then you want them to already be in that habit of opening your emails. Similar to the thank you page where they're already in momentum, if someone is already in the habit of opening your emails, hopefully they will continue to do so. And so that's why you want to look at that welcome sequence and make sure that people are following through all the way. Okay, now your metrics may be different than mine. They may be similar to mine. You may say 30% isn't good enough. I need 90%, which is a little bit high, but still. Um, or you may say, I already have had a thousand page views. So you want to track something else like click through rate, or um, you may not actually have a call to action on your thank you page. And so it's kind of a dead end and there's no action to be taken. So if there's no action to be taken, then you don't really need a metric attached to it, right? So make sure you've identified these key metrics because step number three is using those KPIs or those metrics to improve your lead stream. So my first tip for improving your lead stream is to identify any leaks that you have based on those key metrics. So let's just say your landing page is only converting at 20%. That's a leak. Or for example, you have an email like I did that had an open rate of 10%. That's a leak. You're going to identify any leaks that you currently have in your lead stream so that you can make those changes. Now, how do you decide which ones to change or what to fix? I want you to consider what is the most important or the biggest leak. And that is what you should be working on changing, updating, improving first. So this is the number one metric if you're going to be running Facebook ads, you should not absolutely under no circumstances be putting money into a Facebook ad if your landing page is not already converting at at least 30%. Super, super important. So if it is below 30%, I said a couple of these already, but the biggest problems, biggest mistakes I see with landing pages that aren't converting well are number one, the form is way too far down the page. You have to scroll and scroll and scroll or it's too hard to find. The other, the next one is the title or the headline isn't attention grabbing or doesn't tell people what they're getting. And then similarly in the text somewhere or the images doesn't tell people what they're getting. People wanna know what is in it for them. Make it easy for them to find the form and the button, let them know what is in it for them. 
and get this landing page converting at at least 30% before running ads. The next piece is at least 250 views. If you haven't had that many organic views, keep promoting it. And you just really want to make sure that you're getting people to see that landing page. Now, this one is a little bit less important because there isn't the there isn't really like a leak in this case you just haven't had it got it in front of enough eyes and so if you haven't had at least 250 views of your landing page then keep pushing it out get it out there more um, on instagram facebook groups do collaborations even running ads though just know that you're data mining which means you don't have enough information. Maybe your landing page isn't converting high enough. Maybe some of these other things aren't in place. Uh, but this 250 views, once you've hit that, you'll know, okay, I've had enough views to really make decisions about the rest of the funnel. And then the last metric that I want you to look at is this 50% click rate. The 50% click rate, um, I said this already, but it's important that people are actually looking at what you have. If people aren't actually following through and watching your video or opening your PDF or doing whatever you're asking them to do in that email, then they're, they're going to fall out of momentum even faster and they'll probably unsubscribe from your email list. So some tips for improving your click rate are to make sure that your subject line is amazing so that people will um, actually open the email because the more people open it, the more likely they're click. Number two is to only have one call to action throughout the entire email. You can put it in multiple places, but make sure that you're calling them to do the same thing in every single place. So you'll see often that that emails will have like, do this and then do this and then do this and do this. And there's four or five different things that people can do. And what happens is people get lost, confused, and then they do nothing. They just close the email. So especially in this email, make sure that there's just one action that they can take and that is to open the lead magnet. The last tip that I have for you for improving your lead stream is to just fix one thing at a time. If you have problems with all of these things, pick one and work on that. And the reason for that is you may improve things. You might make things worse. Things might stay the same. If you've changed so many different things, then it'll be impossible for you to really know if what you're doing is making it better or worse or having no impact. And so start with this landing page, make sure that it's converting at at least 30%, and then you can move on to whatever the next thing is. Whatever you decide is the next most important thing. And I would say it's getting your traffic up and getting this lead magnet being opened and actually looked at by people. So those are my tips identify any leaks that you have, consider what's the most important or biggest leak, fix one thing at a time. And once your landing page is converting at at least 30% and you have at least 50% of people actually opening your lead magnet, you are ready for Facebook ads. Thank you so much for listening to Market Scale Grow. If you're ready to build your email list and generate consistent leads on autopilot, 
then we would love to partner with you. Our growth package is perfect for course creators, service providers, and coaches looking to inject their list with fresh leads so that they can amplify their amazing program and get it out to new people. This six-week package is perfect for you if you have a proven lead magnet that you're ready to turn into an established lead generation machine. To get started today, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash work together, fill out the application and someone from my team will be in contact with you to schedule a free strategy session to ensure that it's a good fit and to get you on the path to consistent lead generation with Team JV. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to working with you.